Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. This is Jack Eichel. You're listening to Missing Curfew. Fella, my man. Wow, this is like this is like the what is it? August. Yeah, this is about the time where we go for our first ski of the summer. About August first, right? Yeah, it's a little less stinky in here. <laughs> this is where you just kind of go out though, and you just kind of ease into her, right? You're like up, you throw me a pass. Let's yeah. not do anything too crazy. Nothing crazy. Yeah, um, it's great to be in here with you. I gotta be honest with you. I've I've missed being in here with you just for the laughter and the banter and the stupidity that comes out of it when me and you were together. But it's been nice too. It's been nice to have a little time uh, away from yeah. From talk, like we got to sweat things out here a little bit. Like yeah, you know, well, not do not do too much, but make sure we you know, get a good sweat. I'm already sweating. I don't know if if, if a hall turned off the AC on the boys, but I'm already sweating a bit. Speaking of sweating, great job, uh, Hall Pass. Yeah, and the staff here with uh, getting things together for the boys. Yeah, Max last minute. They've been working hard. Yeah, Max is a team guy. They were just obviously trusted at summer league. Which Max, great job. I mean, the first week in the summer league. Uh, what's the big boy's name? Wembley. Victor Wembayana. Wembley. I was close. Wembley. Wembley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Wimbledon. Wembley. I was way off. Man, the press that summer league was getting was. I mean, anytime I turned on ESPN or anything on social media, and then obviously that Britney Spears thing happened where she took a swing at him or something. That fucking no, she that, got swung at by the guy's bodyguard. Right. So how you said? Yeah, the bounce like Wembayana's bouncer security yeah. guy said, "Don't touch him" or something, and. His arm came across and hit her. I don't know. This Britney Spears. Britney's like, I want to do more than touch him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Max, how many Full uh, hips social? Down. How many social hits did you guys have over the uh, course? I even got back and done a few hundred mil. Yeah, yeah, a couple hundred mil. I know the yeah. NBA had like their biggest summer league ever in terms of social hits. Yeah, I like our missing curfew calls. Yeah, it was. Yeah, really <laughs> curfew calls. I don't but, know if they're for the for the best reason. No, but Max, I, that makes sense to me because obviously, you know, we love A-Hall, our boy here. Max, he's our boy here. Hall Pass Media is part of our team and like a big part of our team. But man, that first weekend, I'll be everywhere. It was Summer League, Summer League. And then they had the fucking cute, what's it called? The Sphere. Sphere. The Sphere had the Summer League logo on it, didn't it? Yeah. We got to get missing. That's our boy A-Hall making things happen. By the way, that the the graphics on the basketball alone, you could see like the little dimples on all of them. Right? It's crazy. It's crazy. And Summer League right across it. I thought they did a full Strokes album, like start to finish on that thing, played it like out loud live just over and over. Did you see that, Max, while you guys were there? We were in that gym the entire time. Oh, no, no, no. So they played on the outside of the, is it called The Sphere? Am I the saying sphere, it? Yeah, The Sphere. Yeah. They played like a Strokes concert outside of it. Oh, uh, yeah, no, on, on it. On it. The whole way through it. Lo- loops was, we were over in Europe. He said, can you see this? Like, check this out. And it was their wow. new album, but actually probably not new album. I don't know. You're quoting me on something stupid, but. Yeah, they just played it over and over and over. I mean, did the options for this thing are endless. Yeah. Like over F1, there's going to be, you know, Hublot's going to just take it over and do a full watch on it for, you know, 
40 million. We'll take it for like a, you know, a day and do whatever. It's, it's I mean, it's genius. It's genius. I mean, F1 is going to be such a shit show. I was yeah. just in there. Shout out to Tom Riley, uh, our boy, Billy Quinn, which we're going to get into and Rich Howell. We went to Crawford Spence Jr. Uh, row B up dog right down the pipe. Uh, the city was absolutely buzzing. But what I thought about was F1 when they closed that strip down for that, that race, man. What is like? It's good yeah. chaos. Like, how are you gonna get around that? It's been closed now for, for them to lay all the pavement and stuff, right? It's been crazy. Last time I was in Vegas, which was Stanley Cup for the finals, you could not go down to the center, right? You could not go down the Broadway. They had it all. Vegas Boulevard is just shut down. Shut one down. lane. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, no, it was crazy. That one lane shut down. It took me forever. I was just. I went out with you for. I was going underground anyway. Hey, I was going out for a nice dinner with you, right at the cannery. Yeah, Oops was there. When were you like, come on, Obes, let's go for a couple and. Couple turned in. The next thing I know, I'm on a JSX flight to Vegas, just sweating, hungover. I'm like, how'd this happen? I actually had quite the hangover myself the next day. So I got there. The traffic, like you said, the middle of Las Vegas Boulevard shut down. We got one lane. I'm like, oh man, this is. Yeah. I guess they got to lay a special pavement down for these guys to race. My Uber driver was telling me it's it's the uh, the side the fencing on the side to protect the protect pedestrians. So they have to build these walls on the side of. Vegas Boulevard, so the cars don't, you know, mm-hmm. go over and take yeah. hundreds of people out. Yeah, I imagine, I imagine just one sailed over. And there, <laughs> I'd stop. <laughs> I'd stop. I felt like I got hit by a car. Then when I woke up there the next morning. So how was uh, so Vegas though? Overall, like, I mean, have you ever been to a fight that close, that great, crazy? That was a world class event. Listen, Tom Riley, this guy, he's, he spoiled me twice now. I had the same. Well, no, I had better seats for this one. Me and Flowers went to Garcia Davis with with Riley and Beauty Alert and a couple of their friends. I was in the fourth row, kind of on the corner, where this one was second row, B, right down the pipe. Like, I felt like I was in Spence, Spence Jr.'s corner. Like, we have yeah. <laughs> Jerry Jones and his whole crew was sitting in front of us. I'm like, hey, hey, Jerry, Billy Quinn here. He's your neighbor at Highland Park. He's just like, <laughs> old Jerry's, he's still got it together. Looks good. He still thinks the Cowboys are good, too. Right? Looks, he just sat down. He's like, how about these seats here? These are good seats. I'm like, yeah, not bad, Jerry. You're in row A right down the pipe. But Yeah, there's not many people sitting in front of you there. No. Right? Just the ref. He's just the ref. Yeah. I'm like, hey, ref, get out of the way. You're blocking my view. Um, DraftKings all over the ring. Down the course, pipe. All course. Over the ropes. So uh, I did a little social post for Mystic Fear Free DraftKings. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, well done. You know, I, I think they should bring us in there to shoot content for that type of stuff. But hey, that's just me. I mean, we're you are shooting content. You're I there. know, but we're there. We can get even more content for them. You don't want to be working when you go there. You want to be sitting fucking courtside and doing your thing. Yeah, yeah. but I could have, we could have done a little work before. Yeah, 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 totally. I got in there before the fight and did some stuff for them and maybe picked the bed and, you know. Could we have talk. drank as much before the show as you probably did or no? Well, no, if we would have had to go in there working on Saturday, we probably wouldn't have had dinner on Friday. I just had, I went out and had dinner with you because I hadn't seen you. Well, we had our special guests in town. We had Ryan Getzloff, uh, you know, special meet and greet. Dude, how do you think he took my joke? Listen, I came in with a pretty good little buzz from Friday Golf. Uh, shout out to Joe Moody for taking me to Newport Beach. Um, I saw Gaslam and I said, hey, I didn't know management was going to be at dinner here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he kind of took it. I don't know if he loved it. You know, uh, did he like it? I have to accept it now. <laughs> he's on the other side. He's on the other I side. mean, he he gave the media a go for, you know, a month. He did the Trade Center. Well, this, if he came on missing curfew. Yeah, he was he got really a, starting to. He got a curfew bump. He's on Trade Center, like you said. Now he's, and now he's, yeah, no, I was great to see Getsy. Um, that's, that's a, that's a legit job he's got. He's going to be, he's going to get to know a lot of their prospects, obviously, and keep himself within the game on a serious note. I, I just, I thought maybe he should have been, 
you know, sitting up in the gym. Yeah, and he will. The turnover's happening. Yeah. Whether these old guys like it or not. Whether the old boys club likes it or not, the young kids are coming. Hey, listen, if Danny Healy can get a job, all right, didn't Heater get a job with the Flyers? I don't know. He's trying to sell T-shirts. <laughs> oh, we're not. <laughs> oh, he did, did bring in Heater, didn't they? Danny Breer brought in Heater. Yeah, that's, and I love Jonesy, yeah. and I love, you know, I don't know DP like you, but I love Keith Jones. And I think Tor I think Torch is the right man for the job, and they're headed in the right direction there. And, and if I was in that position, I joke about Danny Healy, but I would yeah. bring in guys that played as long as Heater that are good guys, that are team guys. That's who I would have in my organization. Totally. Too. What's he doing for the Flyers now, by the way? Probably getting, making sure the beer's on ice. Yeah, I would. Right? Is he getting on that cold tub? He's probably crushing monster energies and jumping in that cold plunge for the boys. We're saying, listen, you guys want to do it like the the heater score 50 and yeah. five. I wish, and we're going to get to some uppy world stuff here in a bit, but I, I wish I would have done the cold tub as much as heater. I remember yeah. when he came to San Antonio, he was in it every morning, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. And I'm like, and now any chance I get to jump in a cold tub, I fucking head yeah, first. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's so good. What's it called? I heard Joe Rogan talking about it. Your morphins or your what's it do to you? Endorphins. Endorphins. It just provide. Um, you have this fight or flight in your in your body. It produces like, it produces stem cell. It produces like growth hormone. It it, it your body has these natural reactions to that fight of cold water. Yeah, that's good. It's like it, it's an adrenaline rush that helps. Uh, you know, just it keeps you young. Yeah, when he talks about it, it's kind of the same feeling I get when I swim, when I come out of there. Because Joe Rogan said, when I jump in, he stays in there for three minutes. How long do you stay in there? I mean, it's it's a, it's a grind. It's been going up. When last, yeah. So we're going to talk about this. But the sauna plunge, um, if I get out of a sauna and I go in this plunge now, I usually five minutes minimum. You're in there for five straight. Five straight, yeah. yeah. But you're coming out of a sauna where your body's uh, at one extreme. How's the flow coming out? Oh, my, the tip hurt bad. <laughs> Seriously, like yesterday, I'm going to be walking in the locker. No, no, no. Five minute cold tubs. No, it actually, I can't, I can't lie. It stayed pretty, like pretty strong, but it was just <laughs> fucking cold, man. It just, it didn't, it didn't shrivel up quite, like, you know. You're telling me after, because listen, yeah. I, you, there was still some flow after five minutes of it. Yes. Wow. But I can't, I got to say that. You are chocked full of Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are I'll be getting ready for Ireland, but, uh, no, I seriously, it's it, it's a good pain. Yeah, it's no. one that you love. What you just said, like it, it gives you everything you need. Yeah, because it's a battle that we don't have anymore. We don't get to go and fucking you know feel that that fight, and that's what it does. That's it gives you that fight. And let's be honest, obviously, it snaps you out of a hangover. Meeting, yeah, which I needed a few times throughout my playing career. Definitely near the end, those Finnish guys were onto something. I should have known. But uh, real real quick, we want to give some love to our boy Binger. Uh, Bingers moved on from Hall Pass. Can you put a song on for him? Oh, what kind of song? What kind of song does he want? Let's let's add a song. Like one, oh. something Cheech Grateful Dead or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 we can still rip him for being a pothead. Yeah, the Cheech and Chong. What's that? That song I could do one for Binger. No, but remember the one we did the walk in. We did those TikTok things. The walk in. Maybe we'll put that song for him. So a moment of silence with the song for Binger right here. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Sorry, I, uh, Binger. Um, but yeah, good kid. Yeah, obviously we wish him best. Best of luck with his new endeavors. I don't even know what he's doing. He's doing. He's worked for the LA Rams. He got a job. He started today. Yeah, started today. First day on the job. He probably showed up late because he's tired. And fucking. Yeah, yeah. He, he ran over a nail. Yeah. Um, but you know they'll give him a couple day. They'll give him a couple day break, and yeah. I'm sure he'll do great. What's he doing for them, by the way? Yeah, studio work. So they have like nice. the Rams studio shows, podcasts, and things like that, and back helping. I mean. This is good for you, bud. You're leading these kids to the to the next phase of their lives. No, we're all. You learn it. They're learning yeah. the best. Yeah. 
when are you leaving? No. <laughs> <laughs> and she, but soon we're going to be back there working the fucking thing, trying to. Uh, no, but I wanted to say thanks to Binger. He's a good kid. Um, I, I loved ripping him on the podcast. I know. He's part of You know, I'd come in some days and he'd be sitting over there. How many years did you get out of Binger? Two? Two years. Two years. Two solid years with... Uh, yeah. I mean, he battled the elements, especially the elements being the 405. Fuck, he drove her every day. He definitely did. I was like, dude, why don't you just move down to like Huntington or like yeah. Seal Beach? Like, He's just a Santa Monica thug. Yeah, like you could smoke as much pot in Seal Beach as you can in Santa Monica. Totally. Right? Oh, good for him. Hopefully, can he get some free tickets to the Rams games now? Or are they going to stink anyways? Aren't they? I don't know. Is, is Stafford back? Or I think Staff's back. He needs to have that shoulder. But they got rid of Ramsey and uh, Donald's back, though. I mean, NFL training camps are starting to open up. Yeah, now, which is crazy. I mean, summer's coming to an end when you see those boys getting ready to fucking rock. NFL time, the gambling's back on. Though. I know. I, it's been a nice break from gambling, by the way. Like, to just not have to bet on hockey. I have not to have to pay Fat Saul. Yeah. I, <laughs> I've only bet, I bet golf. Since the season ended, I bet golf. Rory fucked me in the U.S. Open. I bet the Open Championship and Brian Harmon absolutely stuck it right up my tailpipe. Are you kidding me with that guy? 58 of 59 putts inside 10 feet. That is crazy. And then I bought, I, I bet. What a swag, what a swaggy, uh, waggle. He has to get the waggle, waggle. Two lefties won on the same week in the first time, like maybe ever. Well, who was that? Who was the other guy? Some other guy won the old Barrett oh, he did. championship. Oh. It was, listen, I, I don't know Brian Harvard, but it was just an awful open championship, if I'll be honest. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I know it was awful. I, I, the time zone really screwed me up. I thought Rob was good. After shooting 63 on the Saturday, I thought, man, this guy's going to come out again. Although it was raining on the Sunday, I thought Rob was just going to blow right by him. But can these guys? So you know, can these guys not wait till three o'clock, four o'clock to tee off over in Ireland and Scotland? Because well, there's I feel so, like I, there's so many people in the field. So when the first two rounds, uh, like the, the field is, it's ridiculous. How is it? Are, yeah. So that's why they tee off like they let all those they let all the the Euros play. Too, yeah, the first right, yeah. time is like 11 p.m. Pacific time here. Like you can catch it. You know. Yeah. Wednesday yeah. morning. I just felt like it was. I mean, California time zone sucks. Weren't you in Europe? Huh? Weren't you in Europe? <laughs> yeah, I was, but I got back before the open. <laughs> so you should have still been on European time almost. You should have been right in your wheel. Oh, no, not with kids, man. I got oh, right back into it. I there was no, there was no like, you know, him and Han when he got back from that. No. Plus I had a little guilt trip, you know, nine yeah. days away from him. It's okay. Guilt's a useless emotion. I've told you that. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. worry about guilt. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to Binger. Uh, Maxie, way to groom him, buddy. He, he should take you out for a nice dinner, but... Uh, the curfew calls. Once again, Max, great job throughout the course of the season recording. Um, Princey's been killing on the social for us. I mean, maybe we should have went over these and realized what the fuck we were saying. Though, right? <laughs> I kind of did. I had, I, I kind of had, um, let's just say podcast remorse, you know. Did you just leaving them going, wow. So you knew. Really got out of hand there. You knew. See, I, I had forgotten. I went full up show and I, I didn't really realize what I said. <laughs> till they said it. Till said it. Like there, there's been a two week stretch, Maxi, on social media where like there hasn't been a clip from Princey or a retweet from somebody else that hasn't involved me either, like regarding partying or or girls back. I'm just like, holy moly, yeah. Well, okay. I think the fans have liked it. I guess is what I'm saying. That's the most important thing. Yeah, right? there's still stories to tell too. By the way, they could keep a couple in the bank, huh? How many more do we have? Ah, there's like four or five more. There's a lot of them. Okay, good. We're the need calls them. have been flooding in since we started releasing. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, good. Thank you. I didn't know that. That's what I was hoping would happen because there's so much fun to do, yeah. right? And like, you know, we've been lucky with getting guests and we love having guests. We've got a great one coming on today. That's why we're in here today. And because Max is a team guy and got the studio set up for us. But 
I love getting our listeners involved. That's what I've taken away from it. And I mean, the clips were like, not so much me when I see myself talking, I think I sound like a donkey, but the clips of you, man, I'm like on my walk watching these social clips of you and I like just literally laughing out loud or when I listen to the podcast at the start to see how our timing sounds or whatever, the stories have been epic. Yeah, they're good. So, I mean, we're, they're good calls. Yeah, they're so good they're, calls. You know, with a good call, there's a good story. So keep it up. Yeah. So yeah, keep the calls coming. Um, actually, that's great news on that front. I, w- I just wanted to shout out to our boy, Matt Chapman. Uh, I was honored to throw out the first pitch with them about a month, two weeks ago. Um, our boy, Travis, took me out for a nice dinner to his new restaurant slash club, Places National League. I wish I remember the name. I know. It's okay. It's so NHL. Um, then back to his pad that is beyond, beyond National League. Yeah. So let's say I got home at 6 a.m. So I was meeting Cooley, I was meeting Cooley and the boys at noon for lunch by the Sky Dome. So I got up, put my Chapman jersey on, showered up or whatever. Well, showered up, then put the jersey on, went to lunch, had a couple beers at lunch. I'm like, all right, it's time to go. So I get there. I'm like, Chappy, I'm on my way over now. He's like, you're going to meet the girl there or whatever. So I meet the girl. She's like, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Sweet girl. She's like, what, 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 what do you want? I go, my only request is I, I got to warm up a bit. Like, I, you know, she's like, well, first of all, you can't go to the mound. I said, listen, I've been taking some heat from my, you know, my buddies and my golf buddies. Like, I think I got to go to the mound. Like, I think I got to go to the mound. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, if you go to the mound, you're going to get me in trouble. Oh, wow. And I said, well, I don't want to get you in trouble, but, you but know, I'm let, I go, let me see how I feel. So now I'm trying to warm up. So we get in there. She's like, stand here. Long story short, I'm not warming up. I text Chappie. I'm like, fella, bring your glove out here and let's throw a couple. Or can I come down underneath and see? Yeah, 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 totally. And he's like, Al Oves, I'm trying to get loose. I'm trying to warm up here. I got I got to loosen the pegs. Yeah, I'm, I'm big game. trying to get my body going, but, but I'll come out and see us. So, okay, I can't expect Chappie to, yeah. you know, he's getting ready for a major league baseball game here. So she goes, the, the mascot's going to come over. Ace, old Ace is going to come over. <laughs> I said, Ace is coming over, is he? All right. So <laughs> over Ace comes, no glove. I go, where's your glove, Ace? He's like, I'll just throw it here. So I throw one at him, hits his fucking head. It goes, all, it hits the screen. I'm like, holy shit. So basically I threw three warm-up pitches. Yeah. Chappie comes out, unbelievable guy, signs some autographs. Graham Pierce, our boy from Big Canyon, of all the time, was there at the game with his kids, met Chappie. So then Chappie comes out. I throw two more to Chappie pretty hard. Like, and the and the arm kind of goes like, 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 yeah. And then I'm like, okay. So I go to her, hey, listen, you don't have to worry about me going to the mountain because after that the last throw there, something, something popped. I was like, oh boy, okay. So I go, now I'm at the front of the mountain and I'm looking at him up, dog, and I almost went like, 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 fucking move up a bit, child. But I didn't, and I let it go up, so I was like, get up. Yeah. Like, yeah. as soon as I let it go, and I just barely got Yeah, I know. It was great. It broke the internet, by the way. Did it break the internet? Fucking right. So you it's got it. It, it was everywhere. Was it? It was awesome. It's a lot of talk on the shorts. Yeah, I listen. Said. So listen, that's another thing I wanted to talk to you about. You're my guy. I got to talk yeah. to you. So I love the shirt that Chappie designed. Love the shirt. Chappie. Love great shirt. Great style. However, I had those shorts to match my baby blue Chapman jersey, right? So she goes, hey, you got to wear the shirt. I said, listen, I, I love Chappie. I, I think the shirt's great. It doesn't match my shorts. <laughs> you know, I want to wear- So this wanna, is the backstory. Yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. wear yeah. my baby blue Chapman shirt. Answered a lot of questions online. That, that matches my shorts. Oh. She said, well, you have to wear the Chapman shirt. And yeah. I said, well- So you're not making, you're not allowing me to yeah, the mound. A lot of rules coming in. Yeah. Back in Canada, rules coming at you. Am I allowed to drink? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was drunk already. So then I text Steve Cooley and my producer, Bruce, and Harry Zollerchuk, who I prayed with. I I text those boys. I said, boys, they're not letting me do anything down here. Someone bring me a beer. So down they came. They gave me a beer. I fucking chugged it by ice. 
Listen, I, I wanted to wear my Chapman shirt because it matched my shorts. Like, is that a little bit of a soft play? But I, that's how I felt deep down. But I'm not a Chappy shirt. Going, I mean, I want you to stand up now because you'll see how good the shirt matches the shorts. Yeah. Like, this is a full thing. You, yeah. you, you do have style. You do know what looks good. Well, I've been You're a Chappy guy. How many cha Chappy jerseys do you have now? I got two Chappy jerseys. See? And the nice touch was I got an official O'Brien 55 Blue Jays jersey they made for me. Fucking right. But I wanted to wear the baby blue Chappy out there. It's okay. You have yeah. another time to do it. I definitely was colorful out there, right? <laughs> With the shirt on top. Yeah, there's a lot of um there were some there's a lot of crisscrosses there. there. Yeah. A lot of crisscrosses. A lot of pattern. A lot of patterns. Um, but listen, I wanted to say, great, I wanted to say this too. Uh a lot of missing curfew fans there. A lot of where's the sure. where's the up dog? I said he's in Spain right now. If I had to guess, he's probably pissing in the ocean if I had to guess. But he's over there. Everywhere I went, missing curfew. I went out to right field, got drunk with this one guy comes out to me, he's got a blue jay shirt on. Undoes the Blue Jays shirt, opens it up, fell off right across the <laughs> right across the thing. So it was, uh, yeah, a lot of love for Mister Curfew. So uh, up dog, I wish you would have been there. Maybe we'll do her again next time. Um, but yeah, a lot of rules. There's a lot of rules. yeah, yeah. I get it. I get can't it. be letting everyone go full full up dog. Last but not least, before we get into Uppies World, Ireland, we're leaving Thursday. What can we say about Billy Quinn? Uh, I'm turning forty August 9th. You're the seventh or eighth of October. Seventh. Loops is the 23rd of September. That's right. So this is our 40th, you know, we're going over, Billy's playing, 10 days of golf. A little bit of drinking. There's going to be a lot of- Stogies. There's going to be a lot of Irish. A lot of bogeys. Wait until the, buddy, wait until this Irish whiskey you have over there. You are going to, like, you're going to no, you're going to love it. Yeah, no. Like, Billy knows all the best ones. You're going to love it. I've been to Dublin. So I've been to Dublin. I had a yeah. little piss up there by myself. I'm looking forward to get over there with you guys, though. Yeah. Well, uh, it's not hard to get drunk in Dublin. Yeah, I know. A lot of walking. I don't know if my body's ready for this right now, by the way. I mean, what, what I've been trying to prep for this, but what's the... But listen, this is what... And this, my, this is why... My liver is... You going to walk the courses? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of walking. A lot of walking. Not carrying your bag, though. You get the cat. Oh, but think about the morning. You're going to be able to get up, right? You're going to go. You're going to have a nice little steam, little little, little hot tub steam, whatever they got there. You're going to yeah. go in the gym. You're going to roll out. You're going to stretch. You're going to activate. You're going to ride the bike a little bit. I come back in better shape than I'm going there. Then we're going to have a nice little brunch. And then we're going to go. Like, I think you're going to feel better than you are because we're not playing early. That's what I'm telling myself. Because, listen, I just did a four-day member guest in Flagstaff where I told you I thought there was a chance I was going to die waiting for my connector in fucking Phoenix. Like, <laughs> I literally was sweating. I'm like, this could be it. This could this could be it. Really? Like, should, I, should I call my parents and text the boys or whatever? <laughs> like, this, this could be it. So I, that's what I'm telling myself, Ups, because it's 10 days of golf. It's going yeah. to be a lot. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll yeah. be great. Um, looking forward to it. And... I've uh, packed accordingly. Yeah, no, got it all. Your list, a lot of gifts. Spreadsheet that was that uh, was an unbelievable. No, it was given to me. Well, there's a lot of things you can clip off there that that you wouldn't normally yeah. take. There was a couple things I would have liked to add into that list. You know, there was a couple of things that I thought. Yeah, see, it's there, Phil. Oh, but my, it wasn't golf related stuff. Yeah, I, I, I wanted that. <laughs> I text Loops last night. He's forgetting a couple of things that I would have thought he'd never leave <laughs> off that list. But uh, it's going to be unbelievable. Um, looking forward to it. So thanks to Billy Quinn. Uh, Uppies World party, party time. time, excellent. Where do we begin? Yeah, how um, was Spain? I Spain gotta... was great. Yeah. So we did it. We flew over Joff and I and our girls. We went to San Sebastian, beautiful spot in the northern, the northeastern part of Spain, kind of kitty corner borders to France. Beautiful part of the world. Um, not too many beautiful people there. No, no, not in this part. But the food and the drinking. And the beach was great. 
Like this place was like this this badass little city with all these Michelin star restaurants. You walk around, it's kind of like it has this old town feel to it. You feel like you're back in the fucking, you know, 1700s. It it's called San Sebastian, Spain. And um, like there's a lot of nude, a lot of nudity on the beach, but not perfect. Um, Did you see some hairy bushes? Nah, not that full nude. You just get the, the tits. Yeah, which is fine. And your old boy with his little hammer hanging No out. hammers. You didn't see any. I saw that Italy a couple of times where you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> really? Just that no was, speed that or nothing? Sicily, I, I, there was like one beach or something. We put yeah. on our boat and there was, you know, people just buck, older people buck naked. Nice. Now, there was. I saw that on a couple of boats. But there was not... just one girl in Paz's town. I'm sorry to cut off Oppie's world. Yeah. But she was topless at the, at the, 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 Cool and Positano on Malfi Coast, and she was hot. And I was like, try to be respectful, but like, don't be driving the boat and checking that. Oh, no, no, drive we, that we, thing we, right we, into no, the we, cliff. We were at the pool, we were at the pool, and she was oh. topless, right? And I'm trying not to be like that guy, but at the same time, like, she was looking very nice. Yeah, and I was like, you know, always checking what's so tan wife. What's the bathroom a few times? They all got to pee again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, that, that was that started off the trip. It was beautiful. That that beach is no joke there. That's about a kilometer and a half little it's a perfect little symmetrical and that that cove has an island on the middle of it obi all these cool little boats no nightlife i mean we went out one night and we were in this fucking bar that was on the beach with mutants it was nuts i'm like holy shit where are these people from we met these two guys from like, like you thought northern you northern, northern england yeah <laughs> they were they wanted to do just these shots of tequila with us and there's these three guys they were they're beauties yeah and they were it was like they were at Rothschilds here in Newport Beach. It's getting completely sloshed. Um, so we've anyway. Uh, that was that was day day one, day two. We did that. Then we flew to Mallorca. We were there four days. Tommy and Stacy got came in from Newport. We hung there. We played padel. We had a boat one day. We did a couple day parties. Mallorca is a beautiful place. Little big, little like yeah, it's stretched out a little bit. It's not like. Everything's happening in one place, right? So it's tough. Got to kind of know where you're going, kind of have a plan. Yeah. We did three days there, and then we did Ibiza for two days. You did go to Ibiza? Well, hell yeah, we did. Wow, I still... I mean, it's great. Loop stayed at the Ibiza Grand, which is the best hotel there. That's what K-Wash used to say. Right? It's got, yeah, it's got um, it's got a Cipriani's in there. It's got a Zuma. So we had dinner at both those places uh, each night. Went and seen that Solomon DJ for like a sunset set. It was epic. And then, what, what, like, what time were you taking her to be like, what time did you shut her down in Ibiza? Like, no, we like three, three thirty. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, we didn't, we didn't go complete Buck Diddy. We actually didn't go complete Buck Diddy to like 8 a.m. any night. I, I find that hard to believe. Yeah. No, we kept it, kind of kept it under wraps. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, 8 a.m. or on vacation, it no, was, I, it was I, a better I, vacation I, than I, that I, just because it bundles you. Totally. Ruins your whole. Especially when you only have seven or eight days. You're like, you, you got to kind of plan accordingly. It's not like you just, you know, well, you can sleep in. We, we did sleep in a little. Yeah. And then we we basically piggybacked Ibiza right to San San Tropez. I saw that. So I missed Ibiza. You guys did do a lot of posting from Ibiza. Uh, not really. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of photos, but nothing yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I saw the San Tropez. Right into San Tropez. I landed, we landed in Nice. We jumped on a helicopter because time was of the essence. Yeah. Helicopter right in. I just basically put on the, the one piece. I put on the one piece and went right to Rufus to get the table. Which was at this Shalona. Yeah, the jump. Did you have the one piece jump around again? Yeah, the white one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. not. It was a different one. It was new. It's actually from Zara. It's a badass outfit. Zara has some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally for like thirty bucks for the shorts, oh, forty for the tee. 
picture of. I That's saw the one? I saw him. It's like the, sh- the Shea. Lewis he sent me a picture of you. You're <laughs> fucking on top of a cable, Bob. Like, like this fucking guy. <laughs> it was epic. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I met this pro tennis player guy. He was a beauty, and his wife and all their friends were hanging out. And that's the table I was on. And Christine was there. We were just dancing. I was doing my thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, Rufus killed it. And then we go. So now I, I basically haven't taken a break since the bees. I go boom, 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 and then we go to dinner. Um, and then I end up at this Lakov. And for anyone that's been to Saint Tropez, Lakov is like the club there there's only one and it's that one at night and this fucking dj was killing it i guess he owns the bar and he was just like welcome to saint tropez and it was just all this the lights were crazy and then i just blacked out (laughs) (laughs) and i crawled home i mean christina never seen me so drunk like she's like what is wrong with you i'm like i i laid it all out there yeah i'm done babe help me put me in bed and you can go back out i don't care get me home drunk at gauzer yeah, yeah. Uh, it's same drunkest I've seen. Same. So, uh, but it was a beautiful time. We got back. I missed the kids so much. By the time we got back, anyone that's ever left their kids for more than like a week, yeah, you miss them. Come day seven and eight, they start to look at you on FaceTime. And they're like, they're kind of like giving you the attitude, and you're like, oh god, I got to get home. Yeah. So, anyways, it was an incredible trip. And then this week, just to speak, it's been Izzy's birthday week. Happy birthday, Izzy! Yeah, happy birthday to my girl. She turns three tomorrow, which is Wednesday. And um, she's done Disneyland. She's done the um, Wild Rivers Water Park. She's going to trampoline park tomorrow. We threw a birthday party Sunday for her family and and the kids. Um, She's an incredible swimmer right now. She's crushing it, like swims across the length of the pool. Um, Which is important, by the way. Yeah, yeah. She's she's just becoming a little badass. Went to a movie with her, her first movie ever, Elemental. 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 Uh, It's a Pixar one. It's great. Yeah. Shed a tear. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it was great. No, it's important when they swim because even my 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 oldest nephew's Porter's a great swimmer. He'll be six August seventh. But Smith, we got to keep the life jacket on him. He's three, but he's starting. You can tell that he's comfortable around the water. Yeah, it's good. You have to. It's the most god. It's the most dangerous and most important thing for young kids yeah, for sure. So anyway, Uppy's world. Uppy's world. Party time. Excellent. Ireland, here we come. <clears throat> Get this guy a beer. Sponsored by our good friends at Labatt. I wanted to give some love here. It obviously been a lot of off season stuff. Uh, Chris McFarland, who was the GM of the Colorado Avalanche, who, well, you didn't even know. Seth McFarland? Yeah, you didn't even know until today. The only reason I knew was because last year during one of our missing curfews, I was like, Joe Sackick's going to make a move. Yeah. And somebody tweeted to me from Colorado like, oh, she's not even the GM anymore. So Chris McFarland, I love these pickups. He goes out and get Ryan Johansson, secures their second line center position. Miles Wood, Ross Colton, and Chris Wagner, those are three guys that play the game, in my opinion, the right the way. The right way, hell yeah. Fucking Avalanche needed desperately. Like, they go out and get Jonathan Drouin, who's going to come in and play this boy, Nate, which I think is great. But if if you could add, you know, it's just too bad Landy's out. Because if you look at this team, up dog, give me a second to pull it up. I mean, there's a, you asked earlier, is there a chance he comes back? Yeah. I, I don't know in the regular season, but you got to expect they give him a, a look. Because he'll start skating at some point. Yeah. Now it's long-term, right? He's locked up long-term. For sure. If you have a chance to go chase another Stanley Cup and Landy is... 85% ready to go, you're going to get him back in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, just like like, like if you had Landis Cog right here, we go Landis Cog, McKinnon, Rantanen, Letkinen, Johansson, Nuchishkin, who, you know, Big Val, hopefully he's doing well. Now their third line, Miles Wood, Ross Colton, Logan O'Connor, Cogs, Ben Myers, no disrespect, I think, but you're going to get an upgrade there, and Chris Wagner. That, to me, is a team now that has balance, grit, can play the right way, is built for playoff hockey, 
And now they got Jonathan Duran up there with Nate. Hopefully he can rejuvenate him. It's just too bad that Landy's not in. Because if Landy was playing, I might right now today on fucking August 1st maybe give you my pick. Because if Landis Cog was on this team, I don't know if anyone's beating him. Yeah. But he's not. They're deep. I'm not, yeah. And their D are good. Uh, did they lose? Who did they lose on D? They lost, they lost uh, Eric Johnson. Johnson. Where'd he go? He went to Buffalo. He went to Buff. He went to Buff. Buffalo should be good this year. Buffalo is going to be entertaining. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to come down to this team we're talking about and our guest who we got coming right now, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, who did an unbelievable job. McCrimmon, great job. They re-signed Barbashev for five years. Five Loved him. I knew they, they would. Aiden Hill back. Uh, they got their one through six defensive back in Vegas. I mean, listen, heads up. Man. I mean, listen up, dog. This you're going to be going to some playoff games again in Vegas, deep into the playoffs. I mean, they got Barbershop, Eichel, Marshall, Howden, Stevenson, Stone, Cotter, Carlson, Amadio, and then their fourth line. Yeah, I mean, that's how you keep it. It's like when the Blackhawks were doing their thing back in the day. You might lose maybe one guy, but you keep the core together. This is. They traded Riley Smith to Pittsburgh. No disrespect yeah. to Riley Smith. Yeah, this is what they have to do, That's right? That's what do. Chicago had to do every year. Yeah. There would be Buff one year. It would be Andrew Ladd one year. It would be like fucking uh, Brian Campbell. Versteeg. You know, the bold way. Unfortunately, you just have to, but you keep the guys Sharky. there. Yeah, you keep the guys there that um, that can go. Yeah. And there they are. It'll be interesting to see. So I'm looking forward to catching up with Ike's here. We haven't talked to him. Yeah, let's uh, on. I've texted him since he's won, obviously, but this will be the first time I've had him on. So we got Jack Eichel coming at you right now. Fella. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. Up dog. Reoccurring guest. Friend of the friend of the podcast. Yeah. Good music guy. Remember last year we were like, we gotta have a, we gotta give Ike's like a, sh- a shot on the curfew pod anytime he wants. So maybe get him once a month. Remember yeah, yeah. throwing that idea around? Yeah, we worked. We, we wanted to be the, we wanted to be the Aaron Rodgers to our Pat McAfee is what we were thinking. <laughs> Told us that's yeah. what we wanted. But uh, Stanley Cup champ, our boy Jack Eichel. Eichel, Ike, thanks, buddy, for taking the time. So proud of you, buddy. So happy for you. How you doing, fella? I'm doing good. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a nice summer here and. Um, it's a little different feeling this off season than most. Uh, it's been, it's been nice just being home the last month or so and, you know, trying to relax a little bit, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been really good. Yeah. Before we get into it now, I, I know you, you didn't give a fuck who won the Cosmite. You're happy for Marshy, but I do want to say when we went and saw Pearl Jam, when was that? Fucking what? That was uh, two. It was last Mother's Day because I almost missed Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ike's was, we were having a drink and I said, <laughs> uh, we were talking. I said, fuck, Ike's, you know what? You just fucking go and win the Con Smythe and win the cup this year, buddy. How's that sound, right? Whereas me and my back all, I'm like, fuck, if you win this Con Smythe, I, I called this too. Here, I, I called Ike's win the Con Smythe too. But um, Ike's, I want to ask you, buddy. First of all, it was it was a treat watching you play, bro. Like it was a treat watching you. We 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 know personally how much you've been through it, and watching you play in the playoffs for the first time, and and all that fun stuff. But talk to me through Game Five, man. All right, you wake up, you're at home, you have time to close it out. I told this beauty on this very podcast. I can't even imagine. Like I, I don't know how it would be. So buddy to buddy, what's it like? What's it like when you wake up that day and you go to the bar? What were you thinking? Yeah, I mean. Uh... I think the finals itself just had had a whole different feel than than the rest of the playoffs. And you know, the rest of the playoffs, obviously, it's it's so important every game. But I I was able to find some sort of like peace and like I, like mentally, I was in a good place. And you know, like games, I wasn't 
too hyped up before games. I felt like I was in like a really good zone. And uh, then you get to the finals and, and a lot of the guys that, you know, because we had a lot of guys in our team that had already played in the finals, right? And we had guys in our team that won, I think. You know, we had something like nine Stanley Cups on our team before before the season. So, you know, a lot of the guys were like, wait, like when you get to the finals, it's a whole different feel. And it was, you know, because you know you're, you're four wins away and then, you know, you win game four in Florida and you're like, you know, you got, you got to go home, you have a day off and then you got to, you know, you have a practice day and, and now all of a sudden we're playing and it's game five. And yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe the feeling. Like you just, like I wasn't pre, like I couldn't fall asleep at pregame nap. I was just lay there in bed. Like I remember coming downstairs before game five and, uh, my dad was just, my dad had been staying at the house and, it was just me and him there at the time. And, uh, I came down like pretty early from when I would normally do because I just couldn't sleep. He was kind of like looking at me, not saying anything. And I was just kind of pacing around the kitchen, like just doing laps. He was like, are you good? I'm like, no, like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, exactly like, you know, why I'm, why I'm not, you know? And, and he was great. He didn't really say much. He wasn't like trying to put anything in my head. He was just, you know, reiterating confidence with, you know, with the team and, you know, I, like if you watch that game, the first shift we had was terrible. Like we were awful, and uh, and then I turned one over, and you know, Hilly, like I walked Wendell um, uh, in on a breakaway, basically. Like I turned one over, breakaway. Hill makes a great save, you know, and then Stoney kind of scored there that shorthanded goal, and I think it, I think everyone kind of calmed down a little bit. We were able to get another one. I think Hager scored at the, you know, in the first period. Like, we were able to kind of settle into the game, but for the first five minutes, you're like, oh, my God, you know? Like, you just can't even play. It was tough. I mean, it's a, it's a really tough feeling knowing that that thing's in the building and you have an opportunity to win it and at home. Yeah, I, I listen, we got a taste of it last year in, in, in Colorado for, for game five. Where, yeah. And I had, I fucking put everything I had on the abs, and, like, we get in there, and I go, oh, oh, up dog. Like, this has a really it was kind of weird feeling. Room. Yeah, no, the, the, the building and yeah. the whole city and everything. But, Ike, I just want to parlay my question because I was just curious, too. Like, you know, the nervous energy that you had, that's exactly how I pictured I would be, too, and, and having your dad there is awesome. But, like, what about from the aspect of, you know, the stuff after the game? Are you dealing with that at, that at all, like, during the day or you're just like listen when we win we'll fucking figure it out like I, like I just never knew what that was like either what's that like and how hard is it to kind of deal with that or not deal with that yeah I mean you know it's funny because we played game five against Dallas in the conference finals and you know we were like okay like if we win tonight because you know we felt like we were you know we felt like we were going to win game five against Dallas and, and and they played a great road game now we have to go back to game six but yeah it was like before the game you know, some of the wives and girlfriends, they were saying like, oh, like, are we going to do this tonight? Are we going to do that? And I'm a big believer in like, don't get ahead of yourself. Ever. You know, like, like that stuff kind of bothers me. And people were, you know, saying like, oh, like, what can we do if we win tonight? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, let's just focus on winning. Right. And then we lose. So, you know, when we're playing Florida game five, I'm like, listen, I don't want to hear a word about what's going to happen after the game until the game's over. Like, we if, if if we win, we just won the Stanley Cup. Like I'm pretty sure we'll be able to go and do whatever. We <laughs> yeah. It'll take care and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> team has things you know figured out in in case of uh in case of us closing it out, and, and they did right. So it was like we didn't need to worry about that. You really just need to worry about taking care of business, and and the guys did a great job of that. There was there was no 
nobody was getting ahead of ourselves. Like I said, we had a lot of veterans on the team, guys that had been there before. And, you know, they're really good in the locker room. They're able to calm everyone down. And, and um, yeah, but you don't want to be, I mean, it's in the back of your mind. How yeah. could it not be? Um, but, you know, like no one's saying it, right? Like everyone's kind of, but it was funny because after we won and everyone had their clothes in their car and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I told, I'm talking about a full yeah. suitcase in the car. I would out just went out of my gear. Been... No, no, no. I was going out of my gear. Your I... gear? Yes. Why not? Yeah, yeah. You still probably would have got laid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, Ike, see, I got to ask you about between the second and third, because I joke, this guy might not have came back out after the second and third. He would have just started the festivities. <laughs> was it kind of hard not to just, like, was that the longest 20 minutes of your life? Was it short or was it just like, yeah. like, what was it like when you're like, all right, boys, let's just not do something stupid here? Yeah, I mean, the between the second and third, it was tough. Yeah. Kind of got in the room and, you know, like the, the second period, we did it, you know, as good of a, we had as good of a stretch, you know, as we had throughout the playoffs. You know, we, you know, we really, you know, hunkered down and, and, and kind of put the game out of reach and it's 6-1 going into the third. So I think everyone kind of had, you know, we knew what the writing was. It, it was, you know, we were, we were going to win and we were going to blow a 6-1 lead, right? But, uh you know, in the locker room, yeah, everyone's kind of sitting there looking around and, you know, there was, you know, there was some giggling and there was some kind of jokes made and then you kind of kind of have to refocus. And, and like, for me, I was just kind of like sitting in my stall and not hyperventilating, but just like, holy, holy, like we got to go play 20 minutes here. Like, can, can they just run the time? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, like you're just thinking in your head, how quickly can this 20 minutes, how quickly can we get this over with, you know? And, uh, you know, Florida, give them credit. They came out and scored a couple of goals. And, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, Bruce is like, let's not get it by Harrison. We get a couple more goals. We put out of reach, obviously, ended night and uh, we ended up with nine goals. And, you know, it was pretty cool. Still, when he gets to score a hat trick in the third period, and, you know, that was sort of, you know, just icing on the cake for him. And, and, and I think the whole season, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. You're able to, we almost had like two celebrations. Stormy scores a hat trick and, you know, we're kind of celebrating on the bench and then we regroup and I don't know, I think maybe six more minutes we play and, you know, then we're obviously able to go celebrate again. But uh, yeah, I mean, the third period was tough. You're just looking at the clock every five seconds, hoping it's, uh, you know, it's running out. Yeah. I would have, I would have paid money to have you in that dress room. Yeah. I would have been fired up. Ike's, I want to ask you just throughout the course of that playoffs, you guys, you were so great, your whole team, but you personally, you stayed so humble. All the interviews you did, all the you know, the times you guys would close out a series, it's you know it's on to the next one. To the point, even after you guys win, your interview, like you you were so humble. How did you not manage to just lose it all and be like, you know, to all the people out there over the course of my career, like now I'm a Stanley Cup champ. I did it with these guys. You know, no one expected it, but now here I am, Jack Eichel, Stanley Cup champ. You still stayed so humble. For the teammates that you have, they know how fierce of a competitor you are. Um, you know, we know it because we know you, but just w what does that feel like and how those emotions, you kept them all in check. But do you ever like sit back now and just go, wow, you know, this weight off my shoulders next season, who knows? Is this just the beginning? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you touched on a lot of it. It is, uh, yeah, I think you're able to sit there and you think about all the people that doubted you and all the negativity and things that people else had to say about you. And You know, the thing was, is a lot of it came from places of, you know, unknown. These people that were saying a lot of things, they didn't really know me as a person. And, 
they sure as hell never played with me as a teammate. So, but you never want people to, you know, be questioning your character and, and saying those things about you. But, um, yeah, and we, we had such a great team. We had such a great group of guys, you know, the whole locker room, you know, got along so well. And, I, you know, I'm really convinced that's, you know, one of the biggest reasons, if not the biggest reason we won is, you get to that point where you care about the guy next to you more than yourself. And I feel like that was how our group was, um, you know, during the playoffs and throughout the course of the season, especially the second half. Um, I thought we really came together and I thought Bruce did a great job of getting the most out of every guy. And, you know, obviously we've dealt with adversity and, you know, some injuries, but for the most part, we're able to stay, you know, pretty healthy throughout the playoffs. You need a lot of things to go your way and you need a lot of things to go right. And, I think we had a lot of those things and you want to be playing, you want to be playing your best hockey at the the right time in the season. And I think we did, but um, yeah, I mean, you sit back down and you're like, wow, like this is incredible. Um, you know, I'm a Stanley cup champion. People will never be able to take that away from me. And I'm sure every guy in our team feels the same way, but um, I, I think that's just, that's just how I am. I don't, I don't need to rub it in anyone's face that, that we won or this is what I accomplished. Um, you know, I'm happy about it. Everyone else in the team, my family is obviously proud of me, and um, it's an incredible accomplishment for all of us. And when you're going through it, like you went to the conference finals, I went to the second round three times, like, and then you lose out. You're like, oh, but when you look back and and now from our perspective, how hard it is to to win it. And like you said, like you do need to stay healthy, you do need luck, but like you guys beat Edmonton. I'm like, oh, they beat Edmonton. Oh, here you go. I got Dallas coming in. Then you beat Dallas. You got Florida. So you do need a lot of things to go your way. But I, I loved your game, dude. And the one thing I didn't know, I guess I didn't watch enough Buffalo Sabres games when you're up there with the fact daddy, but were you always so good defensively? Like, fuck, bro. Like, I mean, now that Playoff now time, that bro. retiring, you might throw your hat in for the Selkie here. But, but, like, the way you played defensively, the responsibility down low, like, is that something you learned in Vegas this year or something that you just learned over your career? Because the way you played defensively in the playoffs, to me, was just as important as you were offensively. Yeah, listen, I mean, I, I think... You know, I, I think that it was it was always there. I think Bruce did a great job of utilizing the strength of our centers this year. Uh, defensively as well, like you look at our, our you know, centers, and, you know, Nick Waugh, obviously, you know, he's he's great in all three zones. Chandler and, uh, and Carl are, are two, you know, elite skaters that, you know, the same thing, very good, very good in their own zone. I think our system bodes well for the way that our centers can skate and move and play and, um, you know, I think I was a product of that. And, you know, as well as the fact that Bruce is, you know, he's very honest and, you know, he, he's not gonna, I mean, he's going to hold you accountable and, you know, you have to take care of your own zone and right. Like he had Bergeron on and, and he saw, you know, the type of player he was and obviously, you know, hopefully they renamed the Selkie after him. You know, he's wanted, uh, he's wanted tires, but like, Another poster boy of, you know, of, of being that, you know, 200 foot, you know, defense first, take care of your own end. And, you know, you're going to score goals. I mean, we had such a deep team and, you know, our D were, were so good offensively. And, and, you know, obviously we had so many guys that contributed. It was more or less, yeah, like take care of your own zone. You're going to get your opportunities. And, you know, the combination of our defense and, you know, just the way that I think we played as, as a whole. Uh, allowed, you know, allowed us to have success defensively, and you know our goalies were were phenomenal through the playoffs. So I think there's a lot to it, but um, yeah, I mean, it's I guess if you want to 
succeed and win in the playoffs, you obviously have to take care of your own zone. And, um, you know, that message was relayed to me. So, um, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was a product of a lot of things, but, uh, you know, we had a heck of a team. Um, you know, when you're, when you're defending with our defensemen, it, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. When we, uh, that, that is true. They met well. What was it? Game two. So game two, we're at your practice rink. We just missed you. You, you probably had a little stretch for you. I don't think you're out on the ice. Just but, hopefully a hot tub is all you We caught Johnny Stevens out there with a few of the D, right? And I'm like, look at these guys. I hadn't been to bed. I <laughs> I'm like, look at how much fun, A, look at how much fun these guys are having. And that's part of the whole experience for you guys is just how much fun hockey is through these stretches of, of Stanley Cup finals. It's like, and I want to ask you when you think you'll find that much fun in a hockey game again, right? Like when you're in these moments with the crowd and, and you know that you're the only game on TV, now you're like, okay, we got game one of 82 here coming up. You know, we get our rings and the banner, but, you know, bring me, Bring me to just how much fun like practices are that whole stretch because you hadn't really played in playoffs that way. And then, you know, how to gear up for the first skate. I don't even know. Have you skated yet? <laughs> You've been out on the ice yet? But like, oh, say that again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was uh, skated this morning. So, yeah, I don't play, but hey, it's funny you say that because August 1st is, and I never went to the Stanley Cup finals, <laughs> but August 1st was the day I usually dusted mine off to in Newport Beach. I'm like, Loops up, so I'm gonna go skate today. You boys coming or what? <laughs> Hopefully these things are sharp. I gotta check to see if all my gears in my back. Yeah, who stole my gloves? Hey, Loops <laughs> used to leave his skates by the beach. He'd come all the way, drive all the way to Anaheim, undo his bag. He's like, I got no jets. He'd have to go all the way back and not skate with the boys. But uh, it was great. Do that on purpose. Yeah, he might. He, he might have been. I also just leave his skates there. Hey, Ike, I wanted to ask you, one of your, there was many things I loved about your playoffs, but obviously it was game one, I think, where Chucky got you, right? Good hit or whatever, and you come back, you play through it, and your response to Panger at the end of the game was, hey, it's a clean body check, it's part of the game, and we're going to move on. Like, when you answered it that way, if I was on the Florida Panthers, I would have been like, fuck, like, Ike, we didn't even phase him. Like, is that just how you truly believed at the time? Like, listen, it's a big hit, I shook it off, here we go, because I thought it was a big kind of message in the series that yeah you got me but fuck it this is playoff hockey yeah i mean not like yeah you just yeah you said it right like yeah uh, you know you're gonna take licks in the game i mean it's just it's the it's just where we play and um you know wish i would have saw him uh you know shouldn't uh, i shouldn't have put myself in that position but yeah listen he finishes a good check on me and um that was kind of that was kind of my thing i was like I, I i went back i watched it it wasn't dirty you know, like to me, it was a clean hit. It was a, uh, you know, it was obviously a big collision, and uh, you know, I'm kind of falling forward, and he finishes on me. Totally, uh, yeah. You kind of lost your edge a bit, though, right? Like, didn't you kind of, yeah? Like, you needed to see him a second earlier because you just caught him, and and he was already in his position, and you were like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, yeah. That that was that was sort of the way I saw it. He uh, he finished a good hit on me, and you know, obviously, I. You know, go off the ice, kind of regroup between periods. I think it was at the end of the second. And uh, you just go from there. Yeah, I mean, I was – yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I felt great right after it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't uh, – you know, it was, you know, part of the game. And uh, you just kind of move on. And I think in that position, yeah, less is more, especially when you're when you're talking about it. And you know, that's, that's honestly the way I felt about it. You know, you're going to get hit. I've been hit before, I'm sure. You know, most people have in this game and – um 
I didn't take any issue with it, so I didn't feel the need to say anything after the game and just kind of move on. Yeah, and, and another reason I brought it up is because the playoffs were physical all year long, yeah. and some yeah. people, and we, you don't need to comment on this, but some people were saying this and that about it. I just thought, you know, this is a superstar player that just got hit cleanly, and he's saying it's part of the fucking game, so let's just move on and continue playing here. Yeah. So from, from an ex-player's perspective, it was just refreshing, Ikes, to hear the way he answered it, man up. And it would move on. And that that game alone, that period alone, had two big, big collisions Locking that could have Barbershop that could have that could have Ike's really spun the series a different way. If 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 it's Gudis that doesn't get hurt, and it's you perhaps like to say that gets hurt, that's a that's a complete series changer, right? In game two, so it, it is a physical sport. To what you said about ten minutes ago about how you got to have your top guys got to stay healthy, you got to have all the right bounces. Playoff time, man, it's. It's like all the magic needs to kind of all happen, right? Yeah, and it was just good. Like when you came back, like I said, if I was on that Panthers bench, I'd be like, fuck, heads up. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, that way. He's, he's here on a mission. So uh, I wanted to ask you too, the night with the cup, like, you know, talk me through it. Obviously, we can't imagine, you know, winning it in general, but to win it for the Vegas Golden Knights, I got to be honest with you, Ikes, I was, you know, a Newport wondering. But how was it? Um, you guys take it to like one of your own little – like watering holes or something, yeah. or who is the drunkest guy? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, might have been me. I don't know. <laughs> so there's a yeah. I mean, it's just uh, you know, it's just it's crazy when when you win. It. There's you know, I had a lot of people there. I had you know some of my buddies back home. I obviously had my family. I had you know my girl's family. Um, you know, some people that have. You know, I've been there, you know, with me for a while, came in. So I had, you know, 15 people or so. And I was like, I'm, I just, obviously, you know, everyone before or said the best time is the, the, the time that you have in the locker room with the guys right after when you win, right? You're, you got the goggles on, you're popping the champagne, you get the tunes going. Like everyone said that would be the best, best part. And, you know, it probably is like, that was pretty awesome. But, um, you know, right away, like you win and obviously you're just waiting to have that thing handed to you and put it over your head. And, you know, as soon as that ended, I just, you know, more than anything, I just wanted to see, I wanted to see my old man. I was like, I, you know, I've, I've seen everyone, you know, on our team, our organization, you know, we've all exchanged our hugs and, uh, I was just looking forward to seeing my old man and having him on the ice. And that was pretty cool. And then, you know, the rest of my family, you know, my sister, her husband, you know, everyone comes out on the ice and, um, you know, my girl and her family and, you know, some of my buddies are out there. So that was, that was pretty cool. Obviously you're trying to soak those moments in, um, and enjoy it as much, uh, as much as you can. You're, you know, doing a little media and you're taking some photos, but in the back of your head, like, I just wanted to get a locker right and party with the guys and start going. And, you know, then that happens and it's just like one thing after another, the team did a great job that, you know, some things set up for us, you know, post, uh, post rink and, yeah, it was just a great night, and you know, it, it, like, I don't know where the cup ended. It. Like we had it out as, as long as, you know, I can, as long as we can remember. Yeah. Had as long we had it out as long as I can remember. I mean, it was probably like I don't know, had it been like four or so. We're at Omnia, and then it was just crazy in there, hectic. So we went to, uh, you know, a couple guys went to McMullen's little Irish pub, had a couple Guinnesses, and grabbed a little bite to eat. That was like. That was pretty late. That's like four, four thirty-five, and you know you get home and you're just still pure running off adrenaline, and and um, it's just like you only have so many different things going on, and and uh, you know our owner was generous enough to 
getting us all up to Montana. He's got a ranch there. Um, so we were able to go up there actually two days after the cup for, for just, uh, 24 hours, went up there and took the cup up there. And there was just, uh, it was just all the boys and, and, you know, we had the, the girlfriends and wives and we were on the ranch and just spent 24 hours there. Just, uh, so that was, that was a pretty special time. And then you come back and the parades the next day. So, uh, it was just, it was the whirlwind, right? One day after the other. Yeah. Jim, our buddy, Jim Abbott was up at Rock Creek. He texted me. He's like, Hey, your boy, Eichel in the Vegas gold Knights just walked in with the cup. I said, heads up, Jimbo, those boys are- these boys are going to be having a time. Yeah, so he, start drinking he was up there. Jimbo can handle himself probably, yeah. but I was like, those boys are going to have a good time with it. So that, that's awesome that you guys did that. Ike, had you seen the cup before this moment? Or like, was that the first time you'd ever see the Stanley Cup in person? And then who who handed you it when you first touched it? Because I'm sure that was the first time you ever put your hands on it, right? Yeah, was, yeah, first time. I mean, I think there's probably been moments where I've seen it as a kid. Um, you know, got up, got up close to it, but not... Not like that. I, I think when when you grab it, it you know, it's you know, you're able to to look at it a little bit uh, a little differently. And Chandler Stevenson handed me it. Uh, you know, he had won and washed. I was actually kind of like I was a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie. Like when, when he came over, I was like a little nervous. There was confetti and flamingos yeah. on the ice. <laughs> I wanted plumbing. Um, but yeah, it's just you know they had it to you and. There's just so many emotions that go through your, go through your body, and um, that was that was that was pretty that's pretty cool moment. But uh, Chandler, yeah, Chandler handed it to me. I'm trying to think of who I. I don't even remember. Who there I was all kinds of shit on the ice when you yeah. put that, that's true because that you bring it up because I said to Ops, I go, the boys weren't really doing like that long of a lot. Like you guys, like you got it, you took it, you kind of gave it back, and I was like. Maybe that's like the. I want to do like the victory lap. The I know you don't want to have the fucking. Maybe the guy that falls down with it. <laughs> you don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I was gonna say like there is so much stuff on the ice. If, even if you like watch the video, there's like confetti and the ice isn't great, and there's flamingos on the ice, and God knows what else. Like strippers. Just, I'm not trying to put these under my bed and just eat it with the mug, you know? Wow, that good luck, but. um yeah, that, that was that was pretty awesome, you know, when you're when you're handed it. But uh, yeah, I was, I was I was a little nervous to be honest. I I bet. And then obviously your day with the cup. Like I went up to our boy Fact Daddy's day with the cup up in I don't even know where he lives, somewhere between Windsor and London. I, I don't even know the name of his hometown, but there wasn't a whole lot of action going on there. But the fact that he was there, and I just witnessed like how busy he was with it. Like how fast did it must go by just like that, right? You get it. You got so many people, and and, and maybe does that motivate you? to win it again because it probably does go so quick the one day you do have it with your with your family and loved ones yeah i mean i, I think just winning it in general motivates you to win it again you know like just i've never experienced a feeling like that in my life um i would imagine there's some sort of a euphoric feeling you know having children that's similar to that <clears throat> but i obviously i haven't done that yet so i can't say i know what that feels like but just winning that uh was you know obviously the greatest moment you know in my life and and just a lifelong dream so i think once you feel what it's like you you just want to win it that much more again but um the day with the cup was was awesome um you know i I was able to bring it to the rink i grew up playing at and you know we didn't i didn't promote it a ton myself um but you know word got out and and it was uh you know it was a great turnout a lot of people came by to see the cup and um you know, we're able to promote it sort of uh, through the newspapers and some other things. And, 
you know, we had a good turnout. People were able to come get a photo with the cup. And then, uh, you know, I just took it around, to, you know, a few different places. Um, you know, took it to the hockey, uh, hockey store. I worked at growing up and, you know, I've always, uh, you know, been really close with, and then, you know, then, you know, I wanted a little more of an intimate setting, brought it up to my house here. Um, we were able to take some photos before everything got crazy and people were able to enjoy it. You know, you get some really nice photos, of the, the water and the beach in the background and, um, you know, other people were able to, you know, take their pictures with it and, you know, have a couple of drinks out of it. And then, uh, yeah, we had a big party and, and, um, it is, it is hectic. Like I, I probably, I probably did it a little wrong, but like every person that asked for a photo with me, I was just like, screw it. I'm going to pick it up and put it over my head and just let them stand around me. So I just, ha I just basically stood there like this the entire night, you know, and then finally, ha you know, there's, you know, you do it for so long, everyone's got their photo. And I was just like, all right, I'm put it on the table, kind of walked away, yeah. kind of, you know, say hi to some people. And then at that point, everyone's been drinking all night. So, like, oh, we want to drink out of the cup, you know, and uh, you're the only one that's allowed to pour out of it. So now I'm standing there just kind of like yeah. feeding everyone with it. And uh, everyone gets their chance to, you know, have a drink out of it or, or whatever, um, you know, some family members and a couple of buddies. So, but it was great. And like you said, it goes super quick. And, um, you know, I took it at the end of the night and, you know, I kind of just left the party for a little, had my own little moment with it. Just, uh, just jumped in the ocean with it. Eh? <laughs> hey boys, I'm um, taking it for a swim here. <laughs> go for a piss and, no, just, and sat with it and, you know, it, admired it and, and what it meant. And, um, that was, that was probably the best moment. You know, you're just one-on-one, -on -one. um, that, that's pretty cool, but it was a great day. It goes by fast, but, uh, you know, it couldn't, it couldn't have went through there. And, and obviously all the people that, uh, had helped me, you know, achieve this lifelong dream, you know, being able to share with them was, uh, was pretty cool. It's a lot of these boys though. Like, like fact daddy, he had, uh, Thomas and your boy Fabry there. So when, so they're able to hold fact it. Yeah. Daddy wanted to breather. He could go like, Hey, Fabs, take it and pour it in someone's mouth because yeah, no. not, he's carrying the fucking thing the whole day. I know. Shenner told me a story that his quads had like charlie horses on him because where he was holding it and trying to pour it or or just like hold it for a picture and it come down and give him like these yeah you know and the thing dude it weighs i don't know i don't know ways i've never touched i just don't know if you can lift oh i got that you crazy oh i i wiki was at my cup party right so i was trying to get him to go do it but he was just he was enjoying the uh he was enjoying the whole thing a little too much yeah he wanted nothing to He's like, buddy, I've already won this three times. I'm done lifting this thing yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> I go to his cup party. There's no way he's going to be uh, suckered me in the hole in it the whole day. Yeah. Hey, I actually talked about the feeling that you had, and I'm obviously sitting here without winning one. But if I ever had won one, the, the fitness testing that next year for me would have been tough. Like, I would have been the guy that's like, oh, but you need a couple months to get ready. I'm like, yeah, I do here, boy. Sorry. But I, like, <laughs> I know you've been on the ice already, but like, is that's what's motivating you right now? Like, okay, I've got this once already. I want it again. Like, talk to me through, like, I guess you touched on it a little bit, but that's what's motivating you now, right? Like, let's get back there and win this again, fellas. Yeah, and I think I don't really need to find much motivation. I think I'm a pretty, you know, self-motivated guy, and, you know, I can always find something to work at or a goal to try and achieve. And, you know, I, I think going into the last season <clears> – <throat> The main thing for me was just somehow our, our group has to find their way to the playoffs. I think 
you know, everything not, you know, getting traded and not making the playoffs in the first year in Vegas. It was a letdown for, you know, the whole group. Um, so I think that was just our team goal, um, you know, getting, getting, getting back in there and, and, um, you know, we had a great season and, uh, obviously, you know, ended it, you know, as, as perfect as, as we could have, but, uh, yeah, next season, I think everyone still has that same chip on their shoulder and you should, and you got to understand, I think everyone's going to be gunning for us. You know, we're the champs. We're going to get everyone's best game. We're going to need to be prepared from, you know, from the start of the season, you know, shorter summer, I think it could actually be, could be a good thing. I think sometimes when you have those long summers, which I've always had, uh, with the exception of this year, um, you know, you kind of like the, the workouts, they might get a little bit, uh, you know, a little stale towards the end of the summer and you're kind of just waiting to get back with the guys and, you know, you just work out for four months and, you know, you're just like, okay, once camp starting, right. You want to get back. But I think, you know, having that opportunity to play as long as we did and that experience, you know, you can't, you can't get that, um, you know, you can't get that working out or just training in the off season. Right. So I think it's a great opportunity for our group, uh, you know, to come back and, and prove, you know, why we want it. And, and, um, you know, I'm excited about that opportunity. Yeah, last hockey stuff for me, bro. I got you at the start of the year at plus eighteen hundred, fella. I know after I got you boys at the start of the year, so I thank you. Plus eighteen, plus eighteen hundo. Put wow. a key note on the boys. Got me out. Well, you also called them in Florida in the final, which yeah, is that pretty was lucky though. That was yeah. lucky. But with Vegas, I thought with a healthy Ike, with a full training camp, that yeah. he had coming back, you did. And and my last hockey thing you touched on a bit there is, is just the job the the management has. Obviously, you guys lose Riley Smith, but basically you got the whole band coming back together. That feeling, like you said, when you get to training camp, it's got to be pretty exciting for you guys to know, hey, listen, in a cap era where the cap didn't fucking move up, we still got our core coming back. And like you said, people, we got it for you, but uh, that's got to be a good feeling from an outsider looking into you boys. Yeah, and and, and like I touched on earlier, um, we have such a great group of guys in the locker room, and, you know, it, it really makes coming to the ring fun every day. You know, you look forward to seeing the guys. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of all busted, like there's a lot of, uh, you know, like we enjoy being around each other, right? So I think, I think I'm just looking forward to that more than anything. You kind of miss that when you go home in the summer and, and you're not in the locker room every day seeing the guys. But yeah, obviously we have a very similar team coming back. You know, Riley's uh, Riley is a huge part of our group, and you know, not going to say it's uh, you know great losing him. Like he was, you know, unbelievable guy, unbelievable teammate, and you know, somebody who I really enjoyed getting to know and playing with, and you know what he meant to the you know, the city, the organization, you know, being one of the original guys there, he laid the, you know, he was a big, big part in laying the foundation. But, um, you know, I give the, the management, you know, that, the, you know, management and, and any professional sport and, uh, they have the hardest job, right. They have to make decisions and, and, um, you know, obviously, you know, losing Riley is tough, but uh, they made that decision. And I give, you know, Kelly and George and, you know, even our owner, Bill Slowly, I give them all the credit in the world, what they've been able to do in, in Vegas is, uh, is incredible, but, yeah, we have the band coming back and, you know, obviously we got to keep Barb's and, you know, Hilly's coming back. So uh, I'm excited about it. I think we, uh, you know, you know, Stoney's got a good back coming into the season this year. Yeah. He obviously had the playoffs and I think it's a good opportunity for our group again, like I said. 100%, yeah. So, man, it's just like, it's got to be so fun getting ready to well, fuck it. You'll see all the guys there, basically, you know. Imagine. It's, yeah. It doesn't happen very often. We talked about this a little bit before, but Chicago was in the same spot when they won their their three cups right where they had to lose one guy every year but their whole you know the squad comes back it's got to be a great feeling Ike so 
Uh, big week. I hear my boy Matt Gell's coming yeah, in. Let's talk about music. Uh, yeah, let's talk music. You got a little Rufus the Soul show coming up this week or what? Well, Rufus tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Matt Gell's on the tickets, so. Uh, oh. He's on the tickies, yeah. I just saw him in San- I just saw him in San Tropez two weeks ago, buddy. They killed it. Little DJ set. Me and Obe saw him in Mexico what a month ago, two months ago for yeah, Jaywash's yeah. birthday. I saw him twice in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're in for a treat there. The DJ nice set time. was nice. Where are they playing in Boston? What kind of venue is it? There, it's in a smaller venue. I actually haven't been to this venue. It's um, it's like a Fenway like music concert hall. So. I've only seen pictures of it. I think it's somewhat new. It's by Fenway, but it's not in Fenway. Uh, uh, it should be good. I mean, I looked at some. It's not. I I think a like a a show like a Rufus show. I think it's better in a smaller venue, more of an auditorium setting, and uh, it should be great. I'm looking forward to it. We got my morning jacket coming up. We got him at the Hollywood Bowl, and then we're going to Denver to see. Back, we got a back, back to back Red Rocks. They at the bowl. It's the twenty um, the twenty second. We got a ticket for you if you want. And I got a ticket for you at Red Rocks, too, if you want to bomb up to that. Yeah, we got a ticket at both places if you want. For September. No, no August, August. August 20th, and then they're playing in Denver when? 25th, 26th. I mean, Red Rock. My morning jacket at Red Rock would be... It's it is price. Oh. Sorry? You seen them there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went up for a back-to-back. It's a yeah. great story. I, so this, I, I bump into one of my buddies from Denver, and Updog's got this, like, sick... Denim, my morning jacket. That's Alex Goebel. Alex Goebel's like, hey, what's up? He's like, have you seen this guy bouncing around here in the fucking uh, my morning jacket, denim jacket? I'm like, yeah, that's the updog. He's like, what? You remember he had the shit my morning yeah, jacket? Yeah, I wore it at Bob. Call her up. He's just fucking. Have you seen any good shows this summer, Ikes, or has it been just too busy? I haven't seen. Damn, no, I haven't seen any shows yet. Uh, Rufus will be a good one. Morgan Wallen's coming to Fenway. Like, I'm not a, the biggest country guy, but I, I really like him. I yeah, he's crushing it. I mean, every chick in the world he's crushing just it. let him take a full. Like, I mean, that guy is so crushing it. Right? Ikes, do you remember? How, how cool was this back in the day during COVID when you started that fucking music thing? Remember we launched that? We kind of helped launch that on the pod. What was that? It was, like, it was like a it was pyramid, like a, right? A bracket. She looked like an MCAA of best yeah. friends, right? Uh, yeah, we had. It was a bracket, like a like March Madness bracket. Of bands, it was badass. Who ended up winning that? Or it was like, uh, it was not, not me. I, I suck at me. No, but it, it was no winner to it. It was just like we were all winners up. Yeah, we were yeah. We were all winners. Hey, uh, Ike's. We were talking before. How sick is that new Sphere thing they got in Vegas? How? Were, oh my god, buddy, how nasty! That's so sick. I was, I was flying in. Um, I did a hockey camp in Vegas, not last week, but the week before. And uh, when I was flying in, it was night, and we kind of flew in that way, like past the like past the wind, kind of over the wind golf course, right? And it's right next to the wind um, golf course, and uh, you know it was all lit up. It, the thing looks unbelievable. I mean, I can't imagine what it'd be like, you know, having a show there. I don't know when their first show is going to be in there. I don't know if they've released that yet, but um, yeah, it's a it's a big year for Vegas. They got a lot of. They just opened this new sphere. They got F one, yeah. the Super Bowl. Like, there's there's a lot of things going on there. So, uh, it, hopefully, there's some good shows coming through. I imagine there will be some big time big time artists that want to play there. So, yeah, you, try. I, so yeah, you two is going to be the first show. Yeah, you two. Hey, just talking about the fans, the likes. Like, 
you know, the Raiders are there now. They're talking about a baseball team, but like, there's something about the Golden Knights, and obviously now that you guys won it. But I, I was there this weekend for the Crawford. You know, everyone's you know working's got a Vegas Golden Knights. Like it seems like that you're you guys are like because it was just built there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's yeah. And if you talk to uh, talk to people, you know, Vegas natives. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many people that live in the Vegas community. I don't think people realize that. Like, they think, like, oh, like, you think about Vegas, it's just, like, the Strip. It's like, no, like, think about all the people who are working on the Strip. They live in this community, you know, and, it, and it's it's much bigger than that. But the, the people there have so much pride uh, in the Knights because, yes, like you said, it was their first, it was their first team. And, uh, you know, the Raiders – you know, that's, it's been, you know, an awesome addition and, you know, hopefully we get a baseball team and a basketball team. It'd be great for the city, but you know, what, what the, the natives or the vague, the Vegas natives say there is the team was born there, right? It was, yeah. Yeah. you know, professional sports team. And, um, you know, obviously the Raiders moving from Oakland and, you know, having moved a few times, you know, the Knights are their first thing. So it feels like it's their baby to them. And, and I, I think just they, meant to the community and and you know like i said that first year you know having the success they did and and i think the impact they had on the community not only on the ice but off the ice i think it set at the organization you know on a great path and um you know i credit the people that work for for our team they've done a great job at you know continuing to you know reach the community and, and make sure that we're um you know have an impact on people in, in a good way um you know it, it, it feels like that yeah, I, I remember I, that all-star game we went to where you were you just got there, you were working out, you're skating with the guys, and just the excitement you had to be there. Yeah. And just, you know, in and around the rink and the and the field to be in Vegas, you know, and it's all kind of coming to fruition now, obviously. I, I also remember your first game when you had to come back right against the Avalanche. You, had, you hadn't played in a fucking year. I'm like, they're just throwing poor eggs right against McKenna's line here. Here you, here you go. Nah. Here you go. I'll play. Go go chase this guy around for fucking sixty minutes if you can. Um, yeah, that was my first game. Ike's buddy, we're so proud of you, man. And, and to our boys, Todd Pickup, who's a minority owner of your team, Tom Riley, Joe Moody, all the boys uh, at Big K and Country Club. The, the Cup's coming out here in September or October. But these guys, man, they they lived it with through you guys. So um, you got a little you got a little home at Big Canyon if you're ever looking for a place to tee it up or anything like that. Because these guys they they love you and they love the team. So. Um, thanks again, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah, but um, enjoy Rufus to Soul. Tell Mac L I said what's up, that beauty. But uh, so proud of you, buddy. Congrats on everything. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you have, uh, having me on today. All my real dogs still kicking with me. All my down holes still tripping with me. All the true gangsters know they ain't never love no gold. All the hood rats still shake it for me. All my true fans still checking for me. All the real smokers know they ain't passing nothing but dope and deep. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points 
points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.